Hey there, everybody. Good evening. This is Tavo D'Arcy of Dr. T. Tavo D'Arcy Creative Leadership, DFW Leader Online Ministry Fellowship. And we are also going to be having ApostolicTeamateU.com and for ministry. This is also trying to train people in thinking community outside the religious box. Since we're out here, where it's safe from the spirit of religion and dogma, and I know that anybody could have dogma, myself also, so we're trying not to be that way, so therefore we're teaching intentionally cross-body unity, letting you have the chance to hear what the Spirit of the Lord says, balanced by the Bible, be a noble Berean, know the book, the holy book minus the law. And so we want to do that to raise up a new, fresh view of Christ following, going to church having a church, being under a church, and knowing what the, you know, their rules now in our minds from different parts of the faith and our own imaginations, mama. We're trying to say what is really true and what is not true about what's going on and has been with producing systems, dysfunction, relationships gone awry, a spirit of fierce control, and many things that are really, if you open your Bible to the New Testament, and you read about Jesus, you'll find out it doesn't really act like him or the first church disciples or Paul. This is why we're trying to get a grip. Let's, you know, take pause. Everyone here, let's start afresh. Let's go and have a resurrection of the first church that's really a lot more diverse and multicultural, free-flowing, not sin-conscious, not accusing, except part, you know, and there is attack. But that group, the first church, had to be strong in the Lord and know the power of him and his might because the Roman government was right in there with them and all the different kinds of cultures coming down in different parts through Asia, Africa, all these different ones. But really the Roman system of Roman patriarchy and aristocracy was the huge big hallmark that could be the last day's any of us including the world so let us think fresh let's get a fresh opinion not from myself or yourself but from the lord let the lord give us free revelation ideas new perceptions and discernments based on the balanced part of maybe some tradition yeah but not under the law throwing the book at people having to men people be under you know all this fierce stuff with no relationship no fear of the lord and all about aristocracy and patricianism, which is really money. So we're trying to provoke thought, insight out in the field. You know, our Bible teaches us in the New Testament to the church, the fields are white for harvest. That means it says there's a command to the churches, beseech, that we are to beseech the Lord of the harvest to send labors across their paths, different people, that you would hear from the Lord and pray for, that he would send the labor. Maybe you're not the labor, maybe you are. But he would somehow get the right laborer meant to help assist that person, whether it's red state or not, to hear from God. On the other hand, when we look at it in a humorous but ironical, very ironical racial term, the fields out here in the body of Christ and the rank and file in ministry in real life are global. They're not all white got to know that there you got to respect all colors all faiths all vibes all energy and i'm living proof to tell you that the body of christ at the grassroots especially the lp white they have got to wake up and not be clueless or immune indifferent scolding and big boss we got to really work on digging up that core whatever that embedded you know it's an embedded strength god needs that determined determination and power. He really wants that. He wants determination and power. My dad was a front lines small minister, white but not whelp, and he was not a legalist. He was Christian first. But I say the the fields that are white, black, and brown for harvest, Asians, Africans, red state, and blue, all kinds of faiths are really out where these LP need help from the Lord to do the work of the ministry. But I would say right now, I'm very suspect and I'm very moved by the Spirit not to recommend LP at this moment till they work on their false, occult, 
witch watching, celebrity, class systems, that type of thing. It is now if you like that, if you're into being a patrician and you want people to, you know, the demons mentality, if you want to go there, go ahead, you know, let God tell you maybe you're sent. Hey, I'm not knocking it, but I'm saying for the people who don't need one more person in their life to come after them for no reason, they're very sensitive and they're very non biased. And they really hear the Lord. If you've got a trouble, somebody, you know, some grief in your life, you don't want to go. Because my experience personally, every time I was in a great painful time where I had lost my mate, where I has, was grieving in recovery, different things, I didn't know it, but that spirit would be triggered in the Welp community. The LP, unloving, they would think it was about them. They would think it was about them thinking they were being persecuted one more time, poor me, victim. And they would choose to target the lone person, which was a woman, lone woman, as if it were a nightmare, a demonic person. And so, of course, when I, I am a prophet, and they don't know it, and I'm an apostle for many years before meeting these, raised in ministry, not under the knee-jerk reaction of the law, the knee-jerk reaction pastor, my dad, and so part of this through the last 20 years, especially celebrity and hardcore, not able to tell a, you know, Isaiah 520, can't tell good from evil now, in their visitors, this is for the harvest, this is for the last days, this is for the churches to grow back after they've dwindled because of this, and because of life, and people just getting, you know, entertained, or they got fed up or whatever and so there was easier to go sit in the barista fellowship or hang out with somebody or go to the mall or take off and sleep play games video games with that in mind we're trying to make this very non-religious very portable very affordable very easy to figure out how to really go and fellowship somewhere with somebody you can always go to YouTube and online ministry you can start your own, but you can also maybe dip in the waters of a safe church and start to feel that, yes, that's great for the children. Maybe I can go and you can test the waters. But I'll be honest, I have great, I stand with a foot on both sides. I'm pro-fellowshipping, but I'm thinking, how are you going to do it? Where are you going to do it? What are you inviting into your soul, mind, heart, and life, real life? If you dare go into some of this false doctrine that accuses people for showing up just because they want to read your mind, the false religion is very demonic. So if you go toward worship, especially that's where I found it, even though I'm for these people, nobody's perfect. Here's my thought. Got to, you know, I really researched because a lot of people, as we know, in the modern day with their YouTube, they get on there and they flamethrow. And they get their TMZ expose of the famous preacher and preachers. And many of them they go after are charismatic or, or tongue-talking. Well, I am tongue-talking, not a charismatic. But I understand they go after word of faith a lot. You know, they, they make their money, it looks like, off of calling out prosperity teachers. Well, I don't go there. But I do say, I've never heard, to be honest, I've never seen one of the people they mock. They flamethrow of the word of faith or the bishop. I've never heard them do that to them or anybody, and they are more diverse, and you have to know a difference. And these are not cults. They don't, because I know Word of Faith, the they do not have at the very top. Now, they could in the rank, because people, all kinds of fellowships that speak in tongues, do gather, you know, in different Christian fellowshipping settings. So you can have a Word of Faith that is not that, and you can have a Word of Faith that is. Depends upon how their character is. Have they really met the Lord? Are they just in the old-timey law, religion, keeping track of the ministry, Joneses? God has allowed me by grace to be spared from any type of demonic authority growing up. I never thought of Satan, except I knew I wanted to you know, go to heaven. I had good Bible core teaching, healthy representative, no biased parents that were pastors. But baptism, see, that's it. I found out when I grew up, and I met, after TV came and got big and movement,
that spread up from the deep south where I used to live, I found out that all this TV and fame and then traditions of men mixed in that and then new neo-Phariseeism from the new move, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, because a lot of people in America, sad to say, did not have happy, pleasant, you know, fathers or authority. So when the famous TV preacher comes up, they are pretty solid usually. I'm not saying I know all their business, but I'm looking at what I see from the grassroots because that's where I was sent out with the fruit of TV during the tradition from, let's say, Jesus, people, Holy Spirit, to Word of Faith and Vineyard, all these ones taking root, and then they grew up, and then uh, later groups, the deliverance came. Then out of that, we come the prophetic, and then, you know, all these different kinds, traditional, non-traditional, all the different kinds of charismatics and blah, 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 all the different ones. No name, and then famous names. But it was not until the big celebrity plus bless me plus society started to affect the grassroots where I lived, Charismatica, that I noticed that America, and not because of the top teachers, it's how the bottom people who thought they were the going to be the next worldwide famous, all of it, you know, got it, misused it, blabbed their name and said, we represent sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so from the faith movement, blah, 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 the bishop, blah, blah, blah. And we got this nest of influencers, social media butterflies and con artists, as well as really nice people. But it's hard to tell because a mixture, the world, the flesh and the devil, and then big boss, Big Boss. I never had been around Big Boss till it moved in when the LP came to my section of the area in Virginia, Central Virginia. Before I'm, see, I'm a real cosmopolitan lady. Excuse me, we're here at the. I, I'm a real cosmopolitan lady, educated and everything, down to earth. My dad was a pastor, an educated white collar pastor, seminary grad, but he lived. He had a church when I was growing up. Younger, can you hear me? He had a church in the country, and because it was in the country, I went to public school, and uh, the people at the church are rather educated, I recall. There were all kinds, but I went to school in a more rural, you know, country, smaller town, where I would be at school with friends that were, you know, everybody's equal, but they were not educated. They were more country, and I was not, but I, I grew up with that respect, thinking, hey, I'm no better. I'm no worse, but I got to, you know... Everybody's different. That's why I want to say that for the Christian to believe that too. You got to know everyone that you come, no matter what their package, their age, their look, their gender, their race, their wannabe, whatever their their beliefs are, they have. They are human, and they have a backstory. Some worse than others. Let's say if they're prejudiced, you know the group that they rise from. Like African Americans have been made through bias for our nations even white. A lot of people could come up through having accusation and, you know, haughty attitudes directed at them by the Christian and so forth. So we're trying to stir it up, especially the grassroots. Why? Because they all want, I know this crowd, they all want miracle, wonder-working power. They want God to move. They want their way is what they want, is what they want. They really have wanted all along. But God wants them to be ready for him to be able and allowed to give you what you need and more and bless you and protect you, you know, and prosper your ministry after decades and decades. But I, from what I see as a sent messenger, a lot of you, more than half, are evil eye. You are not ready. You're too weak in your own thinking, your own strength, you know, dominating to me, and a dominating, forceful, overwhelming, totalitarian turf protector is not strong to me. It's not healthy, in my opinion. Now, you you know, it's versions of that. It's not a stereotype, but it's a caution. Because I feel that I'm looking at today, I'm looking at tomorrow through what I've seen, so there can be a future church. And I also know my heart has been a real pure heart, and I'm soft-spoken, but that isn't good enough for the big boss. The good big guys who are not, who are black and white autocrats that seem to think they own and know more about everybody by looking at you, 
And that's the crowd I'm routing out to say, yeah, God needs you big time to be the person he really calls, but not ornery. Because all these people, whether you live in the highest backwoods mountain or you live on the oceanfront, people are buying property to move and relocate next door to you, whether you are up in the mountains, down in the ocean, suburbs, urban, they're buying the property and you got to be ready for new cultures. That's what we're saying. And I didn't know it till now that I was raised one culture, soft-spoken, genteel, educated, family type, low-key Christian, educated, but also not biased. I would not dare think of being biased, not clubby. And then I found that when I got to be the charismatic, you know, to study the movements and out in worship, charismatic and spirit-filled, that's when I started to get assaulted by false doctrine, witchcraft, evil eye, and all that. Because they read me. This is it. The Baptist, white Baptist, I don't think the black Baptists, I don't know all that many of them, but the white Baptists do not read people. They will, you know, these days, everybody knows the Holy Spirit a bit. They would glance and discern me, but they are not boring in like using a taser, a false evil eye. <laughs> like you've got to be, some of you. And God made it so I would know it, so it would protect me, because I'm honest. But he also wanted me to know it, so that you would know what you're doing to people and better repent, or he will wipe your move out. All of you who do this, so train your people, tell your pastors, not that I want it, I'm a prophet. I'm a his prophet, not a popular one. I'm a prophet like in the old days that comes out of the woodwork to warn Samuel in 1 Samuel like Eli. You're going to go. You need to go. You're clogging the wells of the God's book of Acts. So with Eli, God used two prophets that were not famous. 1 Samuel, Eli, the famous big prophet, the big cheese, and his two boastful sons if you read it one day out of the blue a nameless faceless prophet comes nobody mentions who it is and he went straight to Eli and he prophesied and he said Eli you big boss because of the sins of your two sons using women and people could be men now and the money unholy accusing using and abusing under the name of G, you know, Christ, or really the Torah back then, he said, you've had your chance, and you're going to go, and nobody, I'm going to cleanse the temple. There's an Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has departed, and there was, and they died. And guess who? The very woman named Hannah, who appeared on the steps that Eli mocked. Now, see, Eli's sin, he didn't value people or set his sons down and correct them. He let them be boys, we'll be boys. He let them play time with the ministry. So therefore, God saw it. He sent a person to shock him out of the woodwork, a national prophet who didn't know that, but he turned out to be. He said, you're gone. God's going to use somebody else, and he did. And Samuel, Hannah's son, rose up to be the first prophet of the nation of Israel. That's going on right now. A second time, if you read Amos, I didn't know this. Because I don't read Amos, but the Lord put on my heart, if you, you know, this past year, read Amos. So I read Amos. It's like today. It's a lot of weird stuff going on in the nation. And it said that Amos was not trained to be a prophet. He was trained to be in the fields and to do the work of the, you know, farming and fruit and all that stuff. But the Spirit of the Lord wanted to shock them, get their attention. So the Spirit of the Holy Spirit power and prophecy came upon Amos and he's now in the Bible so we have to be warned when God must seek he must bring up weird new people because the others are immune or they expect they're all trading around the same network and they're all trained in the same kind of prophecy they're inbred so God needs to break the mold and bring in the harvest and they're not willing to give it up so he'll bring something new and that's why I'm teaching because it's dysfunctional they can't discern a female excited by a LP Eli type of method they don't you know misogynist and whatever else 
So I was there. I never was raised around that. I didn't have any issue till Dallas, and now when I can, when that good old boy stuff started to get big, playtime. So we are following the Holy Spirit. We're not political because a lot of people who are not warning Jesus assume they'll have to be immediately a red wing, a red state, right wing, religious right. I met those people. A lot of gays, all right? So I'm saying, I'm trying to hear God and let people decide for themselves. I vote, try to vote the Bible, New Testament, life and everything. But I believe we should encourage people to hear God, let them meet God, feeling safe and respected, not put down if they're Democrat or liberal. Let them have their say. That's one thing I love to do, is I like to respect people with real passion for whatever their cause is. Because God is pleased that people are not lukewarm, mealy-mouthed, playtime. And I find that that builds, you know, they respect me, and we can dialogue, and, you know, if God wants to say something or not, or they want to ask a question, or we want to just chat and be friends. That is very Holy Spirit right now. So when I see this, accusation in the old gentrified crowd, the older move, the old farm, you know, whatever that is, law, big boss, and their crew, I'm looking at the gentle crowd who are out with me that are more sensitive, skilled, perceptive, and a little bit smarter because they have some discernment and well-thought-out views. But the point is, we want everyone to have a chance to have a thought do I want God or not? But we don't want to be clubbing them or reading their mail, occult, false religion, to work them into, you know, it's got to be God. So when I say, let us hear God, I'm trying to really want you to hear God. If there's anything that I say, use that. If not, not hear God more. But I want you to hear God, and you can ask questions, because I have Bible scriptures that support hearing from God. I really do. But we're taking intentionally, we've reviewed the doctrine, we're taking out Levitical patriarchism and, matriarchism, matriarchism and patriarchism because it's a culture and we're not a part of it. I'm looking now at the new revival. You know, this year we've got a lot of stuff going on shaking the world and America. But there's also a revival that's like myself. Really, it's like myself. It's quiet. It's low-key. It's effective, it's young, it's fresh, and it's not legalistic. Pray against that. It's not legalistic. It was found not in a church, not in a system, but in a college. And I've been around revivals before Dallas, a lot of them, and I can tell a move of God. That move of God not may not be you, because nobody can, you know, you can have, let's have other revivals too. Because I believe, you know, a certain culture, God saw this culture that is a genuine pretty white culture, pretty tame culture, maybe denominational, they didn't know about the Holy Spirit or how the Father's love, they were used to somebody trying to cram the Holy Spirit down their neck, you know, that's what I feel they do, you know, it happens in the that part of the country in the East or the Holy Spirit place, so I love this softness, and when I was concerned, after what I have just passed out of and now teach, how people have so much power and their authority at the local level and so much inbred entitlement of tradition that we are meant God needs a pastor to be over them. You know what? I'm going to say, if God wanted to have you over these people or anybody with a revival that didn't start in your place, he could have had one at your LP house, but he didn't. He chose somebody different because they need different. Your LP style has gone down and it's now accusation law and sin spine in our nation, not all. But I'm being a friend, trying to warn them and trying to welcome them back into the house of God where God is in control in these last days. That's why I'm saying it, to Levitical patriarchy, matriarchy, and all that are like that. There is an elite quality, an elite cult cronyism that is not biblical, it is under the law, but also American whatever white culture, poor white culture, red state. It really is. I'm saying it that blanket, that pointedly to stir you up, to teach you that you better watch for that culture and you better not be that culture 
if you want to be in God's move and have a future church that affects the nations in America and that's not all white, you've got to have some African Americans, Asians, all kinds, internationals, Hispanics. You've got to have everybody if God sends them. I don't believe anybody should have affirmative action in ministry. I don't think you just say, I'm going to look good please everybody by picking a white person or a black person or a tan person. No, that would be, to me, that would be ruinous. That would be flesh. That would be you trying to work it, which is wrong. But you pray them in, which I've done, and I'm open to ministry in black and white and counsel black and white, all kinds of Christians, red state or blue, whatever. We're trying to hear God. God, not trying to hear me, not trying to hear, you know, make you do what I say, but we need to have a place, certain places that we can go to bounce stuff off of, to, that is not under the law, that may give you some ideas, that I'm really candid, but I'm not a forcer that makes you do what I say, because I know how bad it is when people want you to be under them and boss you around, I really do. So in our nation, there's a need for this freedom and I think it's a need for freedom from the accusation of old timey ministry old tired timey timey ministry now I know doctrines I know the spirit so I can go to a really wonderful which I did in Dallas area before I left I before the um, COVID came I had been so weary of the dysfunction of old timey hardcore law ministry set in place charismatic and then a new move came with a lot of millennials worshiping it was so good everything was great for me and I had just had a horrible attack in my life somebody tried to assault me and so I was had been through trauma and I love being with the Lord well I would go there not being able to communicate too well because I was so under attack and tired and I was older and I felt really I love the presence of God but I I found that even though their leadership was mature, at first they didn't have wealth. Anybody on this area of the stage with wealth, any of their young leaders. But when that happened, I started to get targeted. Nobody did that. I read them because I've been around that, that spirit knows me. It assaults me, accuses me, young or old, because it is a spirit. And I thought, oh my gosh. Because I am pegged by Levitical patriarchism as being out of order, evil, sin, something unsubmitted, all I did was think, oh my gosh, I pray it doesn't. And then I met some, you know, like an older woman that I tried to chat with, and that she had, well, count, you know, theophostic counseling, which is another LP sign. Other than that, that was wonderful, but it ruined my experience because I have nothing but I have not nothing but accusation from the LP spirit if it's in a group. Therefore, I can tell you if it's there, it reads me, and I read it back by now, and that's why I'm training it to deliver it. Why? Because it is dysfunctional. It is a sign of accusation, but really dysfunctional somewhere in their background. If LP is in your crowd, and that's why. So I can go now where they aren't LP. That didn't mean LP isn't in the crowd, but the leaderships are good. And I can go, and they're diverse. They're more fun. They're more holy. They're more down to earth. Everybody is equal, which I believe in. And that's why I get to go to church. And we want everybody to feel like it isn't like I have to go to church. That's the last 45 years. It's now we want to say, I get to go to church, whether you're black, white, or brown. You know, I deal with mostly Af I deal with mostly red state, white culture thinking. Not that I am that, but I that was my turf to know it well, to encourage it to be diverse. I wasn't sent. I had been with a lot of black people before Dallas, but I didn't. I I only was sent. Let's put it this way: Levitical patriarchism. You're the one. You're the key for the minute for the move. I went to the other churches, even black in Dallas, but I wasn't led Baptist. I wasn't led to stay. I was led to go, and it turned out to be charismatic, white, Pentecostal, LP, that are all tidy and beautiful, fine arts, but it was still clicky and 
shallow, but also witch watching. And as the Bible says, I guess God sent me where they needed the physician. I didn't get sent to the Baptist often or to the bishop over there. I could have gone. I wouldn't mind. He's, I liked my time when I went about five times. But God didn't send me because they didn't need it. I was sent to this group. They need it. They are dysfunctional in their fruit. They're, I hate to say it, high and mighty. It's like, dare I say it, the Pentecostals. Some of these are like when Lucifer, the beautiful worship leader up in heaven, was filled up with it, pride, himself, vanity, and had started to accuse. Oh, I'm better than everybody. I'm better than God. And God knew it and he kicked him out. LP spirit started right then. <laughs> and the first thing that the LP spirit does is retaliate. And when God kicked out the first worship leader onto the ground, he, he rubbed him, you know, he had to live on his belly, the snake. And that's a sign, the snake of Levitical patriarchism, Leviathan, Job 41, the sneaky snake of superior hiding pride. So LP started with the snake in the garden, an accusation, and it hadn't stopped since. It's wanted its own way, it is willful, and if you go to the tribe of Levi, the root of it, before Eve, Levi was the hero of one of the tribes of Israel, he was the evil murderer, usurping his father's authority, misogynist, anti-woman, because he was revengeful and angry, pent up anger because his mother was the doe-eyed Leah who was resented by his father and that spirit of rejection and accusation, jealousy, competition and misogyny comes from the tribe of Levi and he was known in the Bible it says Levi and Simeon, the first two sons were murderers, they killed they usurped their father's authority when their sister Diana got raped and the father said "Don't let's don't have a fight between the tribes because the son wanted to marry Diana the man who raped her, and they said, okay, the two patriarchs. Well, old Levi, he just wasn't going to have his father say, so he went around his back, and he and his brother murdered the whole tribe of men. That is, to me, exactly what I've noted in the same fruit. When they mind our business, I mind theirs back. If I know I'm being scanned and had board members tell me what went on in meetings when some of these that did that were there. I've had people jump me. I mean, I've met 30 women where they've done it too. I've met many people, so I'm on the trail for everybody, not me. This is nothing about me. This is about God. This is about the EORR safe fellowshipping with the saints in ministry charismatic reform. Charismatic reform. So if you have a question, if you have a theological issue, feel free to write me respectfully. But I will tell you, I will not tolerate and put up with any more demeaning, lying, Levitical patriarchism, disrespect, misfunctioning bias, territorial turp-protecting under the law. I will not deal with it because I've got to have, I've got to do this like <clears throat> Church of Thyatira as the leader of Cross by the Unity and all these other things, the college, the church, the churches, I've got to get ready Bible says to the leader, why do you tolerate that Jezebel, that controlling, dominating, false teacher in Church of Thyatira? And I tell the Lord, well, you know, I'm not tolerating it. I'm confronting it because it tries to control me by, through occult, through dodging and artful manipulation, it tries to constrict me. I have never met anything as evil willful and sinful as I have that spirit in the spirit of white prophecy charismatic around our nation big and small big boss they can be short five foot two and be the biggest boss around they can be six foot five and weigh 350 <laughs> it's a spirit it really is and it tries to control what's on me my daddy my daddy was an easygoing man a pastor and he was not a racist he was not a controller. He loved my wife, my mother, and he respected everybody. He was my kin, and I want to honor my father by being just as easygoing if I can, possibly, with what goes on in demonic 
ministry in the days we live. I really do. So here we are, just willing to give you advice, counsel, mentoring, stir up the gift, praise and worship, and Levitical patriarchy. We're trying to educate people so you don't do it by mistake. You know, you don't want to do it by mistake and have God come down on you. But we're in. A, we're not in the old move. So I really identify. I wish I could sound like I. I do. <laughs> I really understand. Like the Asbury. It's really me down deep. I can go high test Pentecostal or low key like that. Well, I can. Doesn't matter. But I really appreciate calm behavior and they really do seem even keel right now from here that nobody's over there taking over their offerings, taking over their ministry, taking and putting people under condemnation, you're not under a church you're, you know, you're not under the our auspices which is old big boy talk it really is, so I'm grateful that I hear that and I have been around denominationals in the last few years after I understood all this occult witch watching and big boss up in dysfunction, I was thinking many times I, I I hang with Catholics, I hang with Baptists, anybody's not a big boss at the local barista fellowship level. That's where I have fun and liberals. But I thought, you know, because I come from denominational, my dad he never spoke in tongues, my mom did. But I think, hey, this is cross body. It's everybody's welcome. Jesus ain't making you. He hung on the cross for everybody. Every whether he's Pentecostal, it wasn't Pentecostal. Jesus was the Savior. They made Pentecostals out of that with a doctrine, a religion. Baptists, they made it. Catholic, they made it. All these kinds. All right. So I'm looking, taking that off, and saying, all right, you want to Holy Spirit? Let me help you. If not, we understand. Nobody's going to dogmatically make you. So when I thought of the horrible strength I've had to get this strong just to make it with occult white warfare from fellow believers of great power and, you know, tough. Which wasn't my nature, but I am now. I have to be bold and courageous with this crowd scanning you, getting their group to pray, target you in prayer, like they do many, not just me. Hey, I don't fear it. I don't enjoy it, but I don't fear it, but I think, wow, I've never been through anything. It's been, it's weird. It's just like Elijah being forced by the false prophets of Elijah, of Jezebel and Ahab. As as I say, Elijah, all he wanted was God's national move. That's all I've ever wanted and stood for, if anybody wanted to know. What, what Ahab and Jezebel, Queen Jezebel, and their dark 850 prophets of their network, they wanted their turf, their special turf, and that's what it's been with me. So lately, that's all charismatic and tongue-talking. I need a break from that. I don't have to do that all the time. I get to do it because God wants to. I get to dis but I'm not, not dysfunctional like that. So I've said to myself many times, thank God for my father. Thank God for even keel. And then I thank God. That's why he, I will say it. It is my opinion. I would think everybody, you know, if you can, go for the Holy Spirit. But if not, I can understand and not going to... You know, I have compassion, I understand. But I think this may be why God kept a lot of movements from going toward the big stuff in the Holy Spirit. Why? So we would have a break. Peaceful, respectful, cheerful, and smart. Down to earth, not spooky people left. And I can deal with that. Great, I need it. This is why I do enjoy the Barista Fellowship Rim. This is what started it in Dallas to get away from the other, the dross. The womanizing, all that stuff, misogyny. And so I like the realm of the, to work here, see people, visit, chit-chat, whatever, make appointments. And so the Barista Fellowship is a quality realm for down-to-earth people and letting, you know, exchanging information and appointments and stuff. And I identify with it because I know how bad, how very bad and dark and even satanic it is right now when you go toward the Holy Spirit realms. It's not the Holy Spirit. Believe me, it ain't all Holy Spirit. <laughs> it is not. It's witchcraft. But it's also Big Boss reading your mind, trying, never speaking, skulking and reading from afar, 
what does it sound like? It sounds like craziness. It sounds like dysfunction. It is. So we're teaching Holy Spirit, down to earth, grassroots, hear God for yourself. But we're going to, you know, we're going to talk, the whole, I believe in the whole book of Acts. But we're going to make it without the Levitical patriarchism and then make sure you're healthy emotionally, that you are respectful to all people, that you're not biased, that you show up if you make an appointment, all these things which are really natural skills that a lot of people already have in society and the Christian community, in the Christian community, unless they've gotten caught up in themselves and raptured in themselves in their own movement and their own skill and self-absorbed idolatry of fine arts or whatever it is, teaching prophecy. Do we have to go there? No, I don't. I can find Holy Spirit, but I'd love to be able to be, you know, get that LP guard down, you know, have them delivered so that I could go worship and be fellowshipping, have a teammate collaborating of the area on my own ministry, not under them. We are not under them. We're not, we're Galatians 1, 1 and 2 as a prototype, as a desperate need to give an alternative due to this shepherding movement and the supernatural domination of targeting people they feel they don't know for sure but they look at you and say you know what she's not submitted they're not submitted under a local pastor like I am that started in Virginia for me when I grew up it wasn't my daddy it's all LP local yokels local less than humble Turf guarders. It is turf guarding talk. Whether they're in the city or the county, this was county. They could be local. They could be rural. They can be big shot. They can be high quality functioning with multi campuses in Dallas. They're everywhere. And this is why I respect all people, but I feel safer out here away from targeting Levitical law. And because I am frank now, I will be glad to help you if you need to build yourself up that you're too scared to talk to them. I'm not worried about it. But I will build you, you up. You know, I can encourage you and you can invite me to chat and we'll just, you know, if you need counsel. I have been through really big opposition, big dysfunction before even private abuse, you know, domestic abuse and violence. So if you need that too. But I know the process. See, I'm in the, what I am, this movement is Noah, like a Noah. In the slow road, but really to refine us, get us ready, and it's really life in the process, overcoming, enduring, forgiving, getting along in the process, which is long-haul ministry, and that's why I'm not out with the hares, which is fine. I don't need to be with the hares. I need to love the hares, respect them, but if they need me, I'll be there. You know, they can make an appointment, but I'm for the everyday walk-in mature individual in minute with a call you don't have to be me uh-uh no you don't you be yourself we want to help you you know find that you and god but i don't have to be you either it works both ways i have my skills let's put it this way i have got great skills right now after all the events that made me study my bible to not be moved by controlling occult and witchcraft i really am a christian not Nobody was non-Christian did this. Nobody was a black person that I know of did this. No, these are all my skin color, yet they're red state, biased, dug in, and they're all cronies. It's cronyism. It is a cult. Cronyism is a sign of control, cult, and money. It's concern, it is, can be in business, it can be in any culture any race, but the kind that I meet, that I'm delivering, I'm meant to deliver is the dysfunctional misrepresentation of Christ and the whole, you know, at the Big Boss Ministry. Do I care for them? Yes! But I think they're so mean, nobody ever reproved them in a day or corrected them. Nobody even raised them well. <laughs> then I can say it and get a lot, because I'm older now. 
and I've been in there longer than a lot of our equally the same age as a lot of the meanest ones, you know, a lot of the big ones, I'm the same age. But it took God in Dallas, knowing how desperate America is going down, and the Christian is such a wuss, you know, a wuss system of self-pleasing and self-entitlement and grandeur, that it took me a while to get this strong, but now I love it. Now I could use, now if you know, if you're a person who's normal, <laughs> if you're a person who's sort of normal, you love the Holy Spirit, let me know, please, where I could go dunk in the waters, you know, a little bit of uh, non-LP, where there's none of that, where I can go get in the Holy Spirit and get refreshed. That is all I need up here. All I really want is to find, a, you know, people. I like where I go to church. They've got might, power, respect, diversity. I love it. I'm not leaving, but I want to say I am also Holy Spirit driven, you know, I love the Holy Spirit. I need a little bit of Pentecost or something without LP where they know the river of God, the glory of God, the river of God. I can use that to refresh, that's all. Once we go out of here, when the Lord uh, opens the door for us to be sent to the next place, Florida, uh, my my issue is because of LP and the snakes in the grass when you go toward the Holy Spirit up here the prophetic I have not been able to get established by finding people that are my you know seer type prayer people staff administrators because I'm not an administrator tough person I'm a I can be tough now with the <laughs> with what I have to but I need a person who's got all the little business mentality you know my, my, I'm a macro person I need a micro person more and I need a strong one I really want somebody to protect me frankly because it is weird as you know if you're in ministry you have to have your buffers and I am joyful godly content not seeking anybody but the Lord but I do feel that if the Lord opened the door and sent me the right person humble and you know it was sent I would know it he would know it then I'm ready for that if not hey listen I'm not worried about it I move on I've got lots more to do I've just started I you know I've got to go. I had to get healed one thing that took me up here was getting over Dallas and the dysfunction and the all these things that happened occult learning curve I'm over that I'm through with that I'm feeling fine feeling full feeling happy but I haven't got my I guess my mate I haven't got my buddies my confidence because see I had my mom died people my sister you know all these things she didn't die but things go on and you need your local crew that is really sent and even though I am friends with many Christians that are quality people men and women they have their own work and ministry and mine is a little bit stronger and you know more flamboyant or whatever more wild and because I know the Holy Spirit and I'm very diverse so I need the energy the companionship but fun I'm a fun person I like to have fun but I haven't found that network of like family feel I am older and really more mis been through worse stuff than a lot of people and a lot of older people my age which I don't I really don't identify with my age frankly I really don't not in the top ones I identify with 40 years old you know I really don't I don't feel any I feel young I feel like 28 but I think that a lot of people that have gotten in ministry for decades are probably a nightmare right now waiting to happen because they are the dysfunctional well-read village group club character assassinating whatever it is that I just don't want to go there and I also I don't I feel I am more I'm not a junior minister at all but I am more mature having been on a different journey for all my life than the junior minister so I need the balance whatever God so right now I'm buddies with people that have come in from Hollywood that are at the bris I'm buddies with guys family men we don't hang out but we're there you know I chat and have a good friendship people from that left coast people that are you know I really do people that are just down to earth but they're very quality but I am quality now I'm like a princess Diana with you know I don't have the funding or anything but I can relate to princess Anna because of her emotional makeup she was 
high functioning and she was a she was a you know white collar type person as Solomon but a compassionate mother Teresa at the same time and that's how I feel I am but I haven't found that quality of the Solomons that are my Solomon style you know that quality to link to to have friends in ministry that gets me back up out of this quagmire of this where dysfunction you know I came up here joyful but really low in the ebb of everything financially and had to recover what in the world went on down there what did I you know who am I now how do I to get it going and that's what stopped me but I'm not there now I'm, I'm in a new only God see this is also his move God's move not mine it's a not by might not by power but by the spirit says the Lord and I know that I'm like an Elijah I really am I've never felt more like an Elijah not that I am the Elijah <laughs> you got to say that I've never felt more Elijah-like than hanging out in a strange way in, as the move of God unfolds. And hanging out with God and getting all this teaching and, you know, all this good stuff and feeling joyful and working out, good gym, nicer people, but still like, what in the world? Where's it? Where's my real, where's my real life? That's what I haven't got right now, is a real family, and that's what I would love to have. God wants me to have that. But I, excuse the, the rumblings here at the Bristol Fellowship, but I will not settle. I would rather be all alone with God and my joy than settle for it, just to have somebody in my life and be totally with another dysfunctional having heartache. I do not want to settle. And I think many people are like that now, and they understand that. So right now, all of us, as a teacher, I'm going to hang up, but we're going, and I have been, for your sake, to help you. I've gone where not many people have gone or would want to go ever. It was demonic. This last 18 years of discovery, celebrity, wannabeism, it's a choice for them to be that, but I didn't choose that. But now I had to learn what goes on to affect ministry, society, people, and have heartache so that I could get healed from it and tell you how to do it and how, and encourage you along the way. It's a process. So I'm not mad and I'm not getting even, but I am getting victory and I am fed up with false teaching and false fruit. It is bad character. I am fed up, but not with the people. I love them. I respect them. Hey, I could be their friends, but I will not be moved. I will not be moved by the silliness that is the charismatic movement in too many places. God bless you. He loves you. And so do I. This is Tabo D'Arcy signing off for now. God bless.